What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are once again without a Brian, but we have gained a Kyle. Honorary fourth member. Yeah, honorary unofficial fourth member of Horror Movie Night. That That's up for debate after this one, though, because... <laughs> no, no, he's yeah. just as bad as the Kelly brothers with this pick. That is true. He's an honorary Kelly, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. You're disappointing your father this week, buddy. Yeah, right. So let me, let me give this one a big old swing, because God knows my inability to say words necop necock oh my god here we go necropolis do, do you want help <laughs> scott what is this movie necropolis called? necropolis 1986 i'm never gonna one of the final right. empire records move or empire wow see you, the stupid <laughs> is weird. now part of i wish <laughs> empire pictures was this the final empire pictures is that what i saw or one of the final mm, ones before it became no. full moon I think they lasted until 88, but this was definitely towards the tail end. Yeah. Shoestring budget. But there was a, a brief moment, and I think I sent it into our group text where I was like, you know what? Hour 16, Empire Pictures. Like, how bad could this be? And then I I filmed a TikTok in response to watching this. Drop the, was, that hot link, bro. Dude, uh, I will... We'll get into it, but there is a moment that happens in this movie that I legitimately think may be the most shocked I've ever been at anything that's happened in any movie over seven years. I, I know what scene it is. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, so st- I'm, I'm stoked about that, and that I'm, I'm thinking that that's probably why you picked I it. had picked it. Yes. Unfortunately, there's no there's no backing for anything. I went on my letterbox. Uh, never mind. I'll give you my old letterbox score and my new one when we get to it. <laughs> well, holy like, shit. Here's the thing. I do think that it's fitting that three of us represent the four people who made the horror movie night TV show pilot, which involved us having to watch a movie like Demon Wind multiple times. And I'm not saying this movie is worse than Demon Wind. I will go on the record of saying that. But the similarities (laughs) are are definitely there. (laughs) Wait, no, no, no. I I think that that needs a, a little bit of unpacking because Demon Wind is a wonderful Evil Dead ripoff. What is Necropolis a ripoff of? I, I don't think that it's necessarily the fact that it's a ripoff. I think that it's definitely both of these movies are at the mercy of their budget and their cast. Uh, yeah. Demon Wind did a much better job of spinning something out of it. But like even like at certain points, the location. Here's the thi- Here's what shocked me. I was maybe halfway through the movie before I realized that this was just supposed to be present day 1986 (laughs) and not some weird like post-apocalyptic wasteland because every shot, there's so many shots where she's just in the desert surrounded by nothing. No, no. Here's the thing. You missed. I love how the title cards. Did we all watch this on Tubi or Kyle, are you a freak that owns a copy of it? I have a VHS PS copy of it. Okay, but, so which we I all... think somehow is a better quality than the Tubi one because I went Tubi to Tubi. One? Yeah, Tubi's and it was bad. Gar- it was somehow worse than my VHS I, rip. Let me <laughs> let me read you a note that I wrote down because this is very pertinent to what we're what we're discussing. I'm confident that this movie has no one credited for lighting unless it's credited to the sun. Because, like, everything is almost exclusively natural lighting or complete darkness with vaguely a person somewhere. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't help that every, uh, like, every bad person wears all black. Yeah. But, but, so, what I think that the funny thing is, is that Matt basically missed the two title cards that said when the the original part happens which is i believe 1686 1686 but it would you would have thrown you off because they were wearing like high white tube socks underneath his boots (laughs) yeah yeah might have thrown you for a loop also i didn't realize that they had fucking perms back in 1686 because the uh the woman getting married in the very first scene um fucking amazing absolutely amazing (laughs) i mean that's what i think i think that this is one of those movies and i've said this to you before scott but like this being my first time watch i feel like this movie only works if you're surrounded by a bunch of people right there's no way on it (laughs) for any given amount of time like i i so this movie is an hour and 16 minutes if i remember correctly maybe give, give or take two minutes there it felt like an eternity so much <laughs> happened but also nothing happens nothing again happens. similar to demon when so many things happen with no real explanation to why or yeah, what their purpose I, I think that your problem is that you require very concrete power sets for the antagonists and i do the, what you have to realize is that we you are pawns no, we are pawns <laughs> in the devil's game and and sometimes he's yeah. going to turn you into an oatmeal spewing 
BIPOC marked teenager who's also 40 years old, or he's going to make- Other times you're gonna jizz from your forehead. Yes, thank you for pointing that out because I did not realize that the soul is KY mm-hmm. jelly that pops out of your forehead. Ectoplasm, <laughs> Scott, oh, Jesus. This so is why I, I didn't I become you, a Ghostbuster. I sent you guys a screenshot because I was trying so hard to piece this movie together and there's nothing out there. There's no wiki page. Yeah, there's I'm like, really looking forward to finding actual screenshots for our socials for this because <laughs> I think I'm going to actually go back to Tubi. Real quick, I figured out something about Tubi, guys. The reason why I have a less horrible time than Matt, Tubi has a a knack for finding the most appropriate spots to fuck you with an ad. Tubi is very vindictive, but I figured something out watching Necropolis, and this is definitely the silver lining of watching this film, if we want to call it a film. Tubi will not play if you have Ghostery on on your browser. But if you pause Ghostery, press play, and then resume Ghostery, every single time it wants to hit an ad, it's a pop-up that's blocked, basically, by Ghostery. So I got to watch Necropolis without having to watch any ads. In real time, the hour and 16 minutes. I actually, no, it was about 45, I was about to say, I think that I shaved off (laughs) about 20 or 25 minutes off my watch. Because I was looking for pretty much anything that had the silver-haired witch in it. Yes. um, Because she really is the only thing that matches to the story. Like, everybody else is Is, an absolute Yeah, you could throw throw anything in there. I saw the deaths. I saw enough exposition. I don't feel like I missed anything. And the funniest thing about it is that I did have to rewind to get back (laughs) and see the first title card that said... 1686 and yeah. then it said present day and i'm like oh that's why there are motorcycles but that brings me back to what i was gonna say is i'm looking for any information all i found was hardnews.com had an article about the movie and that's where i sent you guys the screenshot in which they referred to this movie as being produced by charles dance oh uh, yeah <laughs> your boy but, but the yeah. way that they described it was exactly what i thought i had witnessed which was just we start in 1686 or whatever and they're like and it's implied that this witch is killed but then we just jump to present day 1986 and she's fine with no explanation of where she came from some of the characters (laughs) are played by the same people but then the the love interest you would assume would be the married couple and they're in this vicious cycle of like good versus evil but they're not the same people they only had a day with the original (laughs) husband so yeah. they, they had to find this uh, this uh, hard-boiled detective who's like, you know, <laughs> I like sex. And you know what's you know what's crazy is that you're doing that caricature, and that's not even the worst caricature in the whole film. Because <laughs> no. the worst caricature in the whole film is the coroner. Oh uh, my god! I oh have my notes god. about the coroner. I, I wrote down why does this guy sound like Paul Lynn? <laughs> He's like, oh, a horror movie. I've watched the Paul Lynn Halloween special before. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. No I was problem. Getting, I was getting this weird vibe that he would rather be at Studio 54 than yeah. doing any actual core. Any of this. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, listen, baby. That could be apl- applicable so to funny. every single person in this movie. There, there are um, so and- many people that call everybody else baby. Like, to get the listeners on the same page here, 
what we're going to actually have to give a little exposition on the movie. Oh, we are. I, yeah, so yeah, yeah. to Got begin, excited. I haven't seen you guys in a while. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this is fine. We typically do not do exposition because we're discussing something that I would assume more than five people have seen. But yeah, you t- know, we're it, talking killer clowns. I not, think they know not how with that your movie boy plays Kyle over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and I just want Scott right before you explain things to to everybody. I want the audience to understand that like you might be sitting there thinking. Well, if the lighting is bad and the acting is bad, they must have put some of that movie, that money into good sound design. Oh, but you'd oh. also be wrong there. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. the sound design. There is sound design. Don't discount the single sound design of the entire <laughs> movie, which is the woman's high heels clacking with the biggest. <laughs> reverb you could possibly they literally it's like she was in a basement when she was on top of a building in new york city yes or uh or new jersey no this new is jersey. new york city dude isn't it <laughs> okay all right because well, you so, see the twin yeah, towers yeah. maybe they're just yes, across the river but whatever it's close enough no well, the, she's a she's a at some point she's on a building in new york city but her high heels sound as if she was coming down the fucking hallway in your home <laughs> Like it is, it was insane, and I did watch it with two people. None of them had, neither of them had fun. But that I moment, had a blast, we, but they were very upset. yeah. Oh, I was, I was stoked. That's not. I, I think that you changed the K in that word. I did, and that would actually be what you were. I, the only other thing I want to say about the sound, real quick, is that I have two very contradictory notes here about songs. Because the intro song starts, and I wrote, this song's pretty dope. Oh, it is. And then about five minutes later, I wrote, what the fuck is this wannabe Prince shit that's yeah. being played right yeah. now? Man, like, yeah. I can't yeah. wait till I talk about my what did I watch, because... <laughs> Was it Purple Rain? No, it, no, no. It, but it, Sign it, of the times. It, it is a film that came out... Okay, so this is this is a little teaser for, for later. This movie, ironically, this I, I had no plans to do this, but I watched Necropolis 1986 yesterday. And then last night I went to Amazon Prime and found something that is also from 1986, but it doesn't look like it was, you know, filmed with a a, a 40 year old Super 8. And then, you know, they used a tin can to record everything. But they also <laughs> have very, very odd choices with of, with musical uh, gotcha. components. But, so... Well, the, Scott, explain me this movie, because my one of my last notes that I wrote literally said... You have no you idea. Could, you could offer me a million dollars to explain this movie, and I would lose <laughs> that bet. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> the best part about that laugh that Kyle just did was that his hand was basically lipping, closing his lips together, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, it was like escaping yeah it, it was escaping like yeah. ectoplasm from my yeah. forehead <laughs> this is an elevator pitch of necropolis but the elevator is going very slow okay mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. here we go 1686 an evil witch needs a virgin to give herself and her minions eternal life she is foiled but not killed Fast forward to 1986, so 300 years. I'm getting that she's been alive the whole time, but you could also guess that she is reincarnated because other people are reincarnated like the priest who is the protagonist who now is a priest because you can tell he's a priest because he wears a four inch cross around his neck, but he works 
at a um, an addiction halfway house, basically. And then the woman who had big hair in 1686 is a British journalist. Don't know why she's British, because no one else in this movie is British. She wasn't even British in the beginning when they had her playing her 1686 version. Anyway, go with it. The witch finds her ring of power by very slowly driving a man insane, and then they use one teaspoon of red corn syrup to indicate that his brain got melted. So she has yeah. her ring of power. She and if creates... you watch it on Tubi, it's too dark to see. Yes, yeah. yeah. You, you get a great sound effect of basically a grape being squished. And, and when she walks around, this is the sound effect. Imagine my hands are the ADR, the sound that they recorded and added in post. And I'm going to say, step, step, step. And my stepping is actually what the actress does. Here we go. Step, 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 step. Uh, I was gonna say it's better than it's better than the movie. Well, it's because I'm I'm, I'm not two people, um, and I'm also not high on just like massive amounts of coke. This movie is just an absolute train wreck. But so. She goes around and she needs souls for no apparent reason. She wants to get revenge on the reincarnated priest and she wants the soul of the woman who she was going to sacrifice in 1686. The woman who she almost sacrificed, who actually died in 1686, but I don't know why her soul didn't do the job, whatever. She was still a virgin then, she's still a virgin in 1986, which is the biggest thing that I could not wrap my head around because- With an accent, she had an accent, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, like just just my two cents, but accents immediately make you sexier. I talk like the hot-boiled detective, it gets me so much poop. Listen, baby, this boy was killed by Gabagool. <laughs> Seriously, I don't understand why everybody calls everybody else baby. There's so much finger-wagging for people There's that- are supposedly normal, not like Every, everyday folk in New yes. York City. Yeah, like hardboiled detectives and hardboiled coroners who are basically like he's like eating a sandwich and there's you know like food coming out and he's like oh fuck this is a disgusting crime scene. Um, he's not actually, but he is. He could, might as well. Be. He's very fancy, but there's no, there's absolutely no reason why she goes around killing people and stealing their souls. But she does it, and she has the ability to, like, hypnotize. Because that's what witches do, right? She hypnotizes people, she can get in their brains, and she can make them do things for her. She eventually comes to a point where maybe she's collected enough ectoplasm from foreheads where she has recreated her quote-unquote necropolis, thus the title of the film, under the streets of New York City where there are robed people with pockmarked faces who are very hungry for ectoplasm. So what do you do? What do you do oh, when you God. have six okay, people so... that are hungry for ectoplasm? You have a family to feed. So, yeah, so yeah. Here's, These here's mouths... the thing that's happening. I'm watching this movie, and at first it's like, ooh, this seems like a weirdly gratuitous nude scene. And then I'm like, what is up with this stop motion effect that's happening on this this woman's body? And then all of a sudden, she out of more nowhere, this woman is now six fully lactating boobs. They're not lactating just, milk though. They're lactating ectoplasm. Well, it doesn't matter. They're lactating. And but the thing is, is that we get is, not one close up, but two. 
very drawn out in case you missed it in case you missed hey guys and it's not Um, like they reused the same footage they were very proud you know i think that this might have been a fifty thousand dollar movie which is saying a lot (laughs) you know like fifty thousand dollars is probably more than they used but they probably spent five grand on Mm -hmm. those that that boob prosthetic because there's no reason why they would have so much footage there that in a movie where they definitely one taked all of her outside footage <laughs> because you know they were doing it guerrilla style like they did in Vampire's Kiss. But yeah, so she feeds her family. She feeds her this family like a the good reveal on The reveal on that was truly incredible. And I think, so my, my wife, of course, uh, now that we have a son, she's breastfeeding and she <laughs> looked shocked at this movie and just goes, are they going to breastfeed on her jizz tits? Um, because that's truly what it I mean, that mo- is like. She, that is what it is. Leaking ectoplasm. But come on, y'all. It I think was... that this is a great stopping point to let both of you know that you have six boobs. Yes. Ah, no. <laughs> Immediate, immediately following this movie, Tubi auto played the next best thing. I guess. Wait, for me. is this your double feature? I would no, love it. no, no, no! Oh, okay. I didn't watch this, but I was so blown away that this was like what Tubi's like suggested follow-up movie was. Shrek Forever After was. <laughs> yo, yo, that is that's that's quality programming. You, this is a family show, guys. But like, this is the other thing. Is like I'm thinking about it. And it's like it's not even like it's pulling from my previous Tubi watching because the only things I've watched on Tubi were Rumpelstiltskin and Stepfather 3 yes. and then this. Oh, so, like, wow. Hold on. Stepfather 3 is great. Do, do you have a login on Tubi? No. Okay. Th- I just that's logged in they as would, a guest. Uh, dear God, I hope no one has a Tubi account because there's no reason to do so. <laughs> it's not like you're going to be getting like some sort of value added by giving them your personal information and letting them email you and be like, hey, guess what bullshit's on Tubi this week? I disagree because <laughs> I have about a list of 40 things on Tubi and it's the only reason I keep Tubi and have an account so I have the list of the crazy bullshit that I can watch. Mm. But um, tomato, tomato. Yes. Scott. I, I want to forget what I've watched on Tubi, not be like, there's never a day I wake up and I'm like, today yeah. I'm going to log into Tubi. Did anybody write down any quotes from this movie? Oh, dude, yeah. I only have one. Oh, who who could watch this with without, uh, you know, I love the, okay. Kyle immediately reached for a pad of paper. Yeah. So I'm yeah, sure I think he's got a... I think it's all done. Like, I can't comprehend anything that I wrote down. <laughs> Um, I think it's I, all shit that we said, which yeah, is not the only fun. one I wrote down was just drop that fucking knife. Oh <laughs> yeah, and drop that fucking knife uh, right before <laughs> that. He um the the priest tells the hard boiled detective, he's like, pick up that gas can, and he goes, what the fuck am I gonna do with this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think you do to witches? You burn them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wrote down in quotes, form the magic circle. I don't think they said that. Um, um, I, I, don't, I think I wish I like injecting yeah. like Dragon Ball Z into Necropolis. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that that does become I, I know what you're talking about, though, because that becomes the downside. And I've experienced this, too, when you're watching a movie with friends. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, 
like someone like for this movie like for the podcast specifically you're like watching it with friends and then they say something funny and you're like oh i'm gonna write that down yeah. but then like three or four days pass and you're like wait no was idea. that in the movie or was yeah. that something that somebody did, just said i while did we're remember to it. mark down that my cousin said she's a lot uh to, <laughs> to the witch um but i also realized that she was really mediocre at like influencing Everything? and possessing people uh, well, oh. everything, correct. But, like, specifically, like, trying to, like, influence people because everybody was, like, at first was, like, no. Like, what? Like, what are you, like, everybody hey, was, like, you, I don't want. You take 300 you years stop? off from your hobby and see how good yeah. you are. Yeah, All right? you're right. You're absolutely, you're absolutely no, right. The, Actually, I, could, I bet you I could ride a motorcycle excellently. Yes. But well, if but I can't. Yeah. That's just yeah. like riding a horse. <laughs> just like riding But a horse. There, there are some truths to be had in this film. One, mm-hmm. Satan loves interpretive dance. Two, Big time. never trust a woman with that much rouge. I don't think that the priest really took seriously anything he said. Because, first of all, he's supposed to be helping these people in treatment. And... He's get, we have this this expositional scene where uh, one of his clients is doing an interview with the, the British woman who's still a virgin in 1986. Also, virginity is not a thing. It's not real. So I, I think that that's the biggest, most egregious problem with this film is 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 uh, <laughs> saying that virginity. <laughs> That's the one. Um, so that that's Every, otherwise truth. it was a flawless, flawless. film until that. Um, yeah. I love that that guy is getting interviewed and um, he's like, "Yo, I was turning tricks in the village," and she's like, "You were a male prostitute." And sign of the times, he calls himself the F word, and he's like, yes. "I just did it because yeah. I needed money." And I want to say that that is the only smooth presentation of a line of dialogue in this movie. That guy was. Yeah. out of his element because he was the only one that had any gravitas yeah 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 well, that's it, absolutely true and i think it was it was nice that it set up that like halfway house a little bit but then all of a sudden it it didn't matter because nothing <laughs> but, like, yeah like why because she... oh, then, you, then you realize it's a plywood office and like oh, the, the, yeah. yeah it was like i mean it was li- like when i say plywood office i mean we've all seen bad set pieces but this was truly a, 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 a sheet of plywood backdropping uh, an, an office desk, and it made zero sense. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah it, they were very tight shots, and not not because they were trying to do anything creative. They were doing tight shots because they were in a warehouse in a closet that they made look like an office room. That, that That's what sure. Kyle's talking about. And then they just went outside to do on-scene like on location, quote unquote, this was all filmed probably within a week on one block in New York City. Had to have been. Had so to let have been. me Had let me ask a question to both of you because I'm oh, starting to I'm starting to, to figure something out, I, or I'm starting to have a hypothesis. Right? I was under the impression a hypothesis. Uh, yes. Propolis. I was trying. I was trying. It's, it's, it's don't worry about it. <laughs> I was under the impression that Empire International pretty much exclusively they made everything in house. did they buy other people's movies a la trauma because what we watched as i'm looking at their list of movies what we watched does not make sense for the production values of everything that came before or after it and i'm not saying that these were like good movies (laughs) no just but i'm saying squib work no but i'm saying like this was here's the movies that were coming out the these are all the films that came out through empire in 1986 for better or for worse probably the answer right there, but I want to hear yeah, the list. Yeah, yeah, I need to hear the list. I'm going to add... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me bring up my Tubi account so I can add all these. <laughs> like they're not already there. 
Breeders, Crawl Space, From Beyond, Rawhead Rex, Robot Holocaust, Troll, Terror Vision, and Vicious Lips. And then this one. That list is literally an HMN best of list right there. Yeah, that's incredible. You all watch Breeders? I should have chosen. No, we have not done no. Breeders yet. It's on my long <sighs> list. I always forget to add bring it. Me back for, bring me back for Breeders. I used to watch that shit in college. Yeah, all see the you time. next week. It was all another right. short. <laughs> it was eight, I think it's like 88 minutes. So <laughs> it's great. Yes, but Matt, I think that, that we've gotten to the core of why Necropolis sucks so hard. They did eight other movies in 1986. <laughs> But like I'm looking, oh, I guess so. I'm looking at the re- well. I'll save this. I'm gonna read a few of the movies that came after this in a build up to my my double feature. There's a redemption in this movie. It's when one of the cultists get his head gets his head punched off. <laughs> like it's in my pad, Scott. It's on my notepad. Shit. You snooze, you lose, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. You snooze, you lose, baby. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> yeah, he screamed with his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a great uh, effect, by the way, because the hands just went like this. Oh, that's was, only for the people on the Patreon that it, can see us. Uh, it was sorry. iconic. So I didn't realize that she had the witch. So her first kill in 1986 is against a guy who owns some sort of a cult shop, right? Yeah. And yeah. then she, I didn't realize until almost to the end of the movie that she had like taken up shop in, the in his basement, basement of yeah. such shop. But I, there was a really interesting like mask that had a tongue sticking oh, out her, of it. Oh, her satanic altar. Her satanic altar had a it had like a weird, it looked sort of like a Goosebumps E haunted mask mm-hmm. prototype with a full tongue sticking out. And I did think that that was kind of cool. Other than that, I have a quote that says, are you kidding me? I'm Italian. I don't think that was said in the movie. I just wanted to say <laughs> no, it. No, oh. I, I'm pretty sure he does say that because it's when the, the hard-boiled cop invites himself into the uh, oh, the British yes, lady's yes, apartment. Yes. And she gives and him some goes, wine and he's like, she's like, what did you think? Yes. Yeah, what did you think yes. when you first saw me? He's like, uh, he's not becoming to say in front of a lady. Yo, I, I was turned on. Sorry, <laughs> I think about sex all the time. I'm Italian. And my my last one is that the British uh, reporter eats a carrot in a car during a stakeout. Yes. And then I proceeded to eat uh, like three or four carrots. That's that was the end of my that was the end of my note. <laughs> I like how when you're high, you're like, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> Peer pressure. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Binge Town TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. 
We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. All right, Kyle, I need you to do me two things. Okay, I'll tell you. You're going to tell us a double feature, but before you tell us a double feature, I got to hear what this letterbox review was and what the letterbox okay. rating became. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 on letterbox, I don't really write any, any review reviews like in full. I just do a star rating. When I logged on to put on my diary that I had watched this movie again, it came up that I had watched it before and had given it three stars. <laughs> um, now, is that out of four or five? I'm just uh, curious. It's out of five. It's out of five. Okay. Still very gracious. I have, a, <laughs> I have, um, uh, edited that and it's now a one star review <laughs> as far as my double feature i think i'd love to put it alongside a more batshit but more interesting new york city film and i think that i would suggest actually watching necropolis first and then the better one next and the better one albeit still not great <laughs> Slime City Massacre. Oh, man. Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so I was thinking Street Trash, but I, and I think most people would like to watch a better movie afterwards. Um, I would say no. I think that when you're already in it, you need to really commit. You need to commit to your night being bad. I also Um, don't, I also have a, you know, I haven't watched it in a while, but I actually don't like street trash as much as many other folks oh do. i i Scott's have right a there severe with you. dislike with it, it. i yeah. have a real aversion to that movie and not that slime city massacre is any better but i think that some of the like the content of slime city massacre is i don't know i just do I, you think that's, that slime that city massacre feature. is a little bit more lighthearted because i feel like it is i it's i, very, I they're yes, both like yeah. supposed to be comedies, but I just feel like Street Trash is really mean spirited. It's super mean spirited, and I really don't care for that in any capacity. I that's why I, Slime City Massacre is my is my fair. So I would start my night with Necropolis, and when I would see Six Boobs, I would think, what's another movie in the same vein that has six boobs? Which veins? <laughs> Sorry. That took me a minute. Um, and I would follow this up with a better, crazier, more entertaining, but still quite bad experience. And I would watch Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Yes! Nice! And there it is. So what I wanted to bring up was I, I was looking at what what did Empire International make after this movie? Um, and I'm going to land on the last film that they put out that I would want to watch. But shortly after this movie, they did Creepazoids. They did Dolls. They did Ghoulies 2. They did Prison. They did Cellar Dweller. They did Ghost Town. They did Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl Bolorama. They did Deadly Weapon. They did Intruder. They did Robo Jocks. But they also did my pick, Arena. Because Arena is a fucking phenomenal movie. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But that's also, isn't it just such a stark contrast with them 
having these massive sets and people in loincloths and full body prosthetics and then necropolis they, <laughs> like when when she uses her witch her wing, ring of power to like oh. suck the the strength and and goo from that that guy i want to say his name was blaze i don't, I don't know but uh, it, yeah I'd he was wearing like no shirt but he was wearing a leather jacket the, they used about a two tablespoons worth of of spirit gum and like you know plaster and made the smallest burn mark on her on him it was and then but everybody that died except for the guy who gets his head punched off it's just like people pantomiming yeah, yeah. and people yeah. that can't only, act no pantomiming death it does make me wonder if they just bought it straight up like like trauma but it, with the lineage of films that you had said to us, it makes me think that somehow, some way, that wasn't the case. Like it was a somehow, favor. this was somehow a favor Mr. To somebody's Char- Charlie Charlie Dance Charlie had Dance. something to do with, <laughs> with with getting this movie. That's such out a there. great like typo too, because it's an integral part of this film's plot. There's no yeah. plot yes. except no. for her dancing. Except for her dancing. So, Very contemporary in 1686. Uh, yes, that I was like into... interpretive dance in 1686. Well, she probably had she knew clairvoyance because yes, the was, devil yes. the devil is just, he, he doesn't Smart give a shit. shit. He doesn't Smart care about shit. time paradoxes. Nope. Dance nope. time paradoxes, no, not at all. Nope. Kyle, last segment of the show. What okay. is something that's not this movie that you've watched <laughs> that you want to say, hey, it was or okay. Or that you're working on. Or mm. yeah, are you working on anything currently? Mm. I, I am. I am editing a, um, a short film that we shot uh, at the beginning of March. But since I have a now five month old, editing has uh, slowed down a little bit. But uh, I am working on a uh, Christmas horror short that'll be out next year. As far as what I've watched, I will tell you the film that I watched recently that actually has a lower rating than Necropolis, and that is from Justin to Kelly. And from Justin to Kelly is probably the most batshit musical (laughs) that I've ever seen. And I've seen it before, but I watched it again. And we watched it with my wife because I came across the DVD at a used bookstore. And the last time I looked for the DVD, it was like $60 on Amazon. And I found it. And I've been looking for it for like three years probably now. Uh, And I finally found it at this bookstore that I go to all the time. Nobody needs to know anything about it, just that I watched it and I own it on DVD. So fuck all y'all. I I love that was... It has two versions of the film on DVD. Oh, that's important to know, actually. But I love that that was, like, supposed to set this precedent that, like, every year after American Idol, the final two contestants would star in a movie, and then that did so poorly, they were like, let's scrap that. Let's just... Never again. Don't Let's ever just fucking make sure that. that no one remembers anybody who wins this for the next 25 seasons. Yep, yep. I, I watched I watch that. That was my big one. Though I did also watch The Red Queen Kills seven times, and I finally understood. So I've always had sort of a weird indication. I was like, I don't fully understand Italian giallo yeah. uh, obsession with that type of movie, right? But I sat down and I watched The Red Queen Kills seven times on 2B, and um, (laughs) it finally clicked for me. I was like, holy shit, this genre has thematic things and tropes and things that I can grasp onto that I'm like, wow, I can have fun watching 
multiples of this movie. It's taken me a long time because it's not like I haven't watched Giallo films before, but this one clicked for me. Then that would be it. All right, Scott, how about you real quick? I was combing through my Shutter watch list, and I thought, I've got an hour to kill. I could probably scrub my way through the New York Ripper. And I guess that I accept your hypothesis that there are interesting things to see in Giallo's, but I still do not like them. And the New York (laughs) Ripper is just a grimy movie. There's one part where the the unseen murderer stabs a broken bottle into a, a sex worker's vagina. Yes. And it's really just too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot. And then when I saw that, I was like, so I've seen that too now. But out of context of like regular famous giallos, I understand what the camera work that kind of indicates that it's a giallo is that's neither here nor there what i really want to talk about is the fact that i watched another movie from 1986 this morning when i couldn't sleep and it showed me that i learned something new about myself so i'm watching thrashing you guys okay. know this movie no thrashing is about skateboarding oh, and i do it know this is, okay <laughs> it is on amazon prime and it has a way bigger budget than you you'd think it should have. Not saying that it has a huge budget, but... But it's more than $25. Yes, and the best part about it is that they make a reference to Breakin' and Breakin' 2. Of course they do. It seems like like it was named after it. Weak, or they were like, Breakin' so... It's it's not cool anymore because there's a guy breakdancing and they, like, criticize it. And now, instead of breakdancing, they're skating. And, you know, I'm watching this and I'm tired. Like, you know, it's 3 a.m. and I'm, like, just trying to get back to sleep and I'm, like watching them skateboard and and I just thought to myself and realized I thought to myself man this is a waste of energy why are they skating so much and I realized this truth about myself I am a terrible athlete (laughs) if you have that mentality it means that you are not an athlete and that's nothing wrong with that Scott that's just that's just fat that's yeah. just that's yeah, yeah. That's- it's not that I haven't done sports. I'm staring down the barrel of 40 and I'm like what is the easiest way for me to get groceries? You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to skateboard for fun. See, and that's where you and I differ because I'm suddenly getting into my sport stage of like Go Sunday nights like at the youth group challenging kids to a one-on-one game of basketball and shit oh, that, that I know doesn't I mean anything. Win. You just want to fucking dunk on them. They're high schoolers and I can't dunk on an eight-foot <laughs> rim. Watch so out for I disc just, golf, Matt. It, I'm very oh, concerned. Yeah, it's coming, dude. Disc golf, Matt, might happen sooner <laughs> than you know. I'll do one. La- I'll I'll wrap it up with um. You know, I went out and I I saw uh, Dear Evan Hansen. And I don't know if I'm qualified to give it a review or not because I just love that musical so fucking much that I was just delighted to be watching it. But then I like went home and read the reviews and it was just like critics are rating it a 32%. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, maybe I'm just like wearing my rose tinted glasses of like, it took everything in my power not to burst out in song in the movie theater. (laughs) So here's the thing. He's 27, which is definitely still too old. Although I did like in an interview when they said, don't you think you're too old to play a high schooler? And he said, I'm still a couple of years younger than the oldest person on or the youngest person in Greece, which is um, a good comeback. Fair, fair point. But, fair point. but I think it's just 
how Ben Platt has aged because the girl who plays his love interest, Zoe, is only a year younger than him, but she looks 16. Like, she's one of the girls from Booksmart, and she looks like she's, like, a teenager, but she's, like, 25, 26. So... Broadway's a hell of a drug. Yeah, I, it for sure, I'm sure it actually <laughs> drugs are a hell of a drug. Out of <laughs> drugs are a hell of a drug. What I will like, I wanted to see it a because I love the music in Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. B because it's directed by the guy who wrote and directed the Perks of Being a Wallflower movie, which yeah. I thought was, I mean, I, that book that meant great. a lot to me. He seemed like the exact person who would be doing a Dear Evan Hansen yeah. movie, actually, just based on his resume. But guys. That was the movie. That was two was, musicals. That's two the, musicals as the watch this week. Uh, yes. I just want to, I don't know if that's ever happened before. <laughs> it, Matt, it probably, it, just, it could, or it, if it hasn't before, it will again one day, I'm sure. Scott, Kyle, we'll have thank to talk you. to Yalo again, and Matt, um, I'll never talk to you again. So Okay, well, it was good uh, talking was good. to you. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> no, oh my Goodbye God, thanks again, guys. This is always the most, <laughs> this is always, always, always the most fun i love you guys so much well, and uh i'll pick a better movie next yeah. time kyle no it's okay wanna... we talked for 40 minutes about that yeah. movie it's yeah that's great. the most we've probably ever discussed the movie kyle um if you've got another 15 minutes in you yeah. i want to do something for the patreon i was trying to figure out what and i think if people want to jump over to patreon.com backslash hmm podcast I want to know the movies that are in your Tubi watch list. Yes. <laughs> so if you can pull that up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just kind of go I through. You, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> so He's guys, blushing like a schoolgirl. We'll, we'll be back next week. Hit up the Patreon if you want to hear what Kyle's Tubi list has got in it. <laughs> um, and if you want to watch the video of Kyle literally moving around his house with a tall boy can shoved in his mouth uh that's also going to be on the patreon so baby's gotta uh, go to sleep at some point i have to get out of the nursery <laughs> stay Fuck. tuned listening to the Geekscape Network. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. 
Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 